Hello there, and welcome to the Joyfully Black Podcast, where we have candid conversations with Black women on nourishing their mental well-being while balancing career, family life, and community care. I'm your host, Joy Dixon, a public health professional turned woman in tech and lover of seeing people thrive in their zone of genius. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the Joyfully Black Podcast, where we are diving deep into the heart of self-care and mental health wellness. I'm your host, as you know, and today we're embracing the spirit of Valentine's Day, a day that is just not for couples, but for everyone to celebrate love, especially self-love. Now, before we go into all of that, can we just talk about the concert that Usher put on at Super Bowl and then Miss Beyonce? In her usual fashion, unexpectedly dropping new music via an impressive and surprisingly, dare I say, tongue-in-cheek Verizon ad doing Super Bowl. Listen, we love you, too, for loving us and gracing us with your talents. Um, if you haven't listened to episode, uh, the previous episode on Beyonce's uh, Renaissance recap, you have you listened, you're probably already aware of our take on Beyonce her attention to detail, excellence, and uplifting womanhood in its various peaks and valleys. But if you haven't listened, go ahead and check it out. Needless to say, uh, you're in for a treat either way. Now, in today's very special episode, we have an incredibly talented guest who is a Reiki healer and sound bath practitioner who is here to enlighten us on the transformative power of these ancient practices. So we'll explore the mysterious and beautiful world of energy healing and sound therapy and really uncovering how they can help us find balance, peace, and a deeper connection to ourselves. Our guest even does a sample sound bath with me. Now, I must say the frequency was a little high, so you might not hear it this time, but I encourage you to do the breathing exercise if you're at a place where you can do so. So whether you celebrate Valentine's Day or prefer the celebration of Galentine's Day, which is many of you may know as a celebration of female friendship, today is just a reminder to love and cherish ourselves. And what better way to do that than by exploring practices that nurture our body, mind, and spirit. So whether you're familiar with Reiki and sound baths or hearing about them for the first time, today's episode promises to be a journey of discovery and self-healing. And I will mention that before we dive into today's episode, we want to acknowledge that we'll be discussing sensitive topics, including self-harm during the first minute or two of the episode. So, you know, our intention is to really approach this subject with care, understanding, and respect. So if you find such topics triggering or you're currently struggling, we encourage you to prioritize your well-being, which may mean choosing not to listen to this part of the episode and fast-forwarding ahead. We also urge you to seek support from a mental health professional or a trusted person in your life. For immediate support, please reach out to a mental health resource in your community or to the National Helpline by dialing 988. Remember, you are not alone and help is available. So go ahead, grab your headphones, find a cozy spot, or if you're driving, go ahead and tuck in and let's dive into the healing waters of self-love together. Remember, loving yourself is the first step. Let's get started. Today's guest is Jasmine Golden. She is a wife, mother, dog mom, and having her here today as because she is an energy 
Bouncing Self-Love Coach. And she assists, assists people with gaining a deeper understanding of themselves mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally by releasing new energy and habits that no longer serve the person they desire to be. Now, with her understanding of astrology and psychology paired with certifications in Reiki, sound, crystals, as well as yoga, she has helped so many people awaken and increase their vibration and understanding of themselves and others. So we are so delighted to have you with us today. Welcome, Jasmine. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. So let me first, you know, I always like to level set for our guests. Um, Overall, you are like into balancing energy. I mean, based on your experiences between Reiki, Sound Crystal, what led you into being interested in this work? Is this like something you always wanted to do or what led you to this path? Actually, no, it's not the actual route that I planned on taking. Um, the thing that led me down this route was my daughter was born and mm. I wanted to be my best self for her. So in that, um, I was already um, spiritually based, a Christian going to church on Sundays. And I was just basically wanting to increase that to make sure that I could spiritually protect my baby, spiritually mm -hmm. protect myself, um, gain a better understanding and a um, closer closeness, if you will, um, with God. So I, it started with affirmations. Um, and affirmations led me down to Reiki. I started with the affirmations because the desire to reprogram my subconscious was there. Very high. Mm -hmm. When I say all the time, all the time, very easy to have a panic attack. Mm -hmm. um, and actually for a long time, I was a cutter from the time that I was a child, probably up until my early thirties. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was a cutter. So I really wanted to kind of get and understand uh, why would I choose to do that to myself? Because the more I would get upset, the more that I would do it, it would kind of progress. And it wasn't something I was doing as a desire to not want to live anymore. But it was brought to my attention that the way that it was escalating, it could have happened on accident, you know, kind of. Ah. So that was a big wake up call for me because in the end, I, I do want to live you know I was looking for a way to take my frustrations out but not on people um I knew I in my head my perspective was I know my pain tolerance so I know not to go too far if I take my energy out or my frustration out on somebody else I don't know how far I might go and that can be scary you know um because, you know, people get into fights all the time, but, you know, a simple fight, you hit somebody in the wrong area and it could really take their life. And that was mm -hmm. something that I all kind of had at the forefront. So I was like, I opted to cut instead. Um, mm -hmm. So I did that for a long time and my journey led me down, really wanting to get to the root cause of why I would choose to do that to myself. Um, so I started with the Reiki session, basically just to begin to balance my own energy, get my place get my sorry get myself to a place where i wasn't so frazzled where i can begin to start to address the issues that were connected to the anxiety that i was feeling in my body um so i got a reiki session i loved it 
um, so much. I had a couple more done and then I went to get my first certification and I got my first certification um, the weekend of my birthday about eight years ago now. Mm-hmm. And I got that certification, certification for level one Reiki shows you how to do the postures on yourself, shows you how to be helpful for, you know, doing those postures on your family. Um, and when you move up in the layers of Reiki, like level two is, okay, now you desire to practice this particular healing modality with others outside of your immediate family and friends. So uh, ah. to the level of your practitioner, you're doing it, you know, not just to help family, you know, but the collective, if you will. Absolutely. And so some folks may not may not know what Reiki is. So would you share a little bit now, I, you know, as far as from your perspective, what, what Reiki is as far as the energy shifting piece and how and how it benefits folks? Okay. So Reiki is, if you break it down, it is a Japanese healing technique. Um a lot of people think that Reiki is the energy itself. The energy itself is not Reiki. Reiki really is the learning of the postures. So that way, when you lay your hands, it's best beneficial for the person. So raise stands for the um, basically your essence, like the God essence. And then mm-hmm. P stands for <clears throat> life force energy. So you've got basically the balancing of your life force energy within your body. Um, Reiki connects with balancing chakras which everybody, there's a lot of chakras in the body, but the primary chakras run down the center of the body and there are seven of them. They relate to uh, certain colors. They relate to certain frequencies as far as sound. And they relate to uh, yoga, to different types of healing modalities. So a lot of people, you know, when they decide that they want to go into balancing of their chakras, there's a lot of different routes that they can take um, that works best with what their energy feels most comfortable with. So that's what's kind of led me down the route of learning the different sections of healing. So that way, whoever I come in contact with, I can pretty much kind of meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. And I appreciate you giving that, that broad overview. And so you had a few sessions of Reiki. What did it do for you specifically to the point where you're like, oh, I want to get certified myself? What difference would you? The thing that made it happen for me was the fact that actually during my personal session, I could feel the movements because it allows you, depending on how they set you up, um, I was laid out on the table and then my eyes were covered. So when you take away, you know, the eyes, because a lot of the time when you lay down, your natural reaction is to watch what the person's doing. But Mm -hmm. What she did was she, she covered my eyes with a washcloth so that way I could turn that aspect of myself off and really begin to tap into more what I feel versus what I see. And during that time, I was able to kind of feel my body warm up, cool off. Um, I felt my hands and my feet tingle. It just helps you to tap into during the session. We always ask, well, I always ask for you to Listen to what your body's telling you. Pay attention to what you feel. But if you don't feel anything, 
just give yourself time to just lay there and be. Because mm-hmm. in the the life force energy, which comes from above, is going to come down and give your body exactly what it needs in that moment. So um, during my walk and my journey, I've connected it and been able to open up and see God in a more diverse, a more vast aspect, um, kind of taking God out of the box. And I've been able to really help keep my chakras in balance. I've been able to kind of feel when they get out of balance because with them relating to color, they can, any type of color that you come in contact with on a daily is affecting that. So sitting at a stoplight, the lights are changing. You got different color cars going by. So that's why it's important to keep the chakras balanced. And it is a consistent um, process of having to keep them balanced, just like it is making sure that you go to the gym in order to maintain the physique that you have. Um, Healing your chakras takes care of your spirit, man. As you take care of your physical body in this realm, the chakras is taking care of your spiritual body in the spiritual realm. And how does that occur exactly as far as what are, what are signs specifically? Well, let's go through what the chakras are because everyone might not know what they are. So I know we have our root chakra, we have our throat chakra, heart chakra. Can you just brief overview of the chakras and what it might look like if, if one is out of balance and what it looks like and why it's significant to have them in balance? Okay. So uh, we do have the seven primary chakras. The first one is down in the groin area. It is called the root chakra. It is um, at the base of your spine, kind of like the tailbone area. So it's right in there. It relates to the color red. And that deals with, and it houses the energy of you feeling your emotional foundation. That chakra will, it, begins to process between the ages of one and five, that's when it really begins to kind of spin and generate because each chakra is a energetic vortex uh, that goes through the body. You can access it from the front. You can access it from the back. Um, And they connect with glands within the body as well. So you have your sexual organs, which is where the root chakra connects. Um, and that deals with, like I said, your foundation. So how you grew up, um, whether it's out of balance can be, did you have a stable foundation at home? Did you move a lot? Those types of things as you're growing up can affect how your root chakra forms. Um, then you have the ages between six and eight is when the one right above that, it is called the sacral chakra. It forms. And in that time, you have, um, it relates to the color orange. And that is connected to, um, it is just above, also connected to your sexual organs. So this is where your creativity is housed. So somebody that is um, very, how do I say? And we talk about everything on this channel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, we can get to your sexual organs. That energy right there can come off. Let's say it's overactive as a person that is 
feeling like they have to have sex all the time. Um, somebody that is very creative. Sometimes artists generate their energy from that particular section of the uh, body. So that's just your all overall creative zone. That's where all your creative juices come from. So right above that one, you have which is called your solar plexus. It relates to the color yellow. This is your confidence zone. You'll see some people that are, um, a lot of people that tend to have confidence issues. Sometimes it manifests physically as a larger belly. So that's mm. how the physical can manifest in, from a spiritual situation and how it's important to have them both balanced. Um, right above that, you go to your heart chakra that relates to the color green. This is your connector chakra between the top three spiritual chakras and the physical chakras, which are the three on the bottom. It's also your love and grief zone. So somebody with a broken heart could have heart palpitations. They could have heart problems. They could have heart attacks. Um, because it's also in this area with the lungs, they might have uh, asthma. You know, those are some of the ways that of spiritual dis-ease can manifest into physical dis-ease, if you will. Mm-hmm. So that's the heart chakra. Right above that, you have your throat chakra. This one, could really, uh, it relates to the color blue. And this is where you speak your piece. If there's somebody who has an underactive, for instance, throat chakra, they're not comfortable saying what they need to say. They may have been shut down a lot as a child and weren't able to build their voice to feel comfortably to speak. Um, if it's an overactive chakra, sometimes that person could be very aggressive. They could be very mm-hmm. mean. They can say things that are unnecessary. Um, so having it in balance is important for, you know, saying the things that you need to say, but not saying it in a manner where it's coming off rude. So from there, you go up to right in the middle. A lot of people know that one as the third eye. Um, The third eye chakra is right in the middle of the forehead. It is related to the color indigo. Um, To be indigo or to be purple. And this is your intuition zone. If it is overactive, I call those the spiritually top-heavy people. You could get lightheaded easily. Um, You could hear, sense, feel energetically a lot of things that people may not necessarily see. (laughs) Um, And um, if it's underactive, you won't trust your intuition. You'll second-guess yourself a lot. You'll see something, you'll feel a vibe, but you'll be like, but did I really feel it the way that I felt it type situation? Uh-huh. So um, that's why that one too is important to have that one balanced because you want to be able to trust what you feel, you know, and know that you know. <laughs> so mm-hmm. right above that one in the top of the head in the center of the crown where um, it's typically the baby's soft spot is the crown chakra. Um, and the crown chakra relates to the color white or a golden um, kind of iridescent color. And that is your direct connection to source. Mm-hmm. So ever sort, however source shows up for you, because it, depending on somebody's faith, it, you know, source is different for everybody. Um, 
And then there's some that don't necessarily believe, but still benefit from overall Reiki because in the end, it still does affect glands in the body. And it's just now becoming um, recognized in the medical industry as an actual healing modality. So that's just a run through on the chakras. (laughs) No, I I appreciate that. Um, I became first familiar with Reiki when I was... um, in uh, in northern Florida, and there was a huge population or huge community of holistic wellness practitioners. And um, getting Reiki is like on my list of things to do. But I just remember talking to folks who had had Reiki sessions, and they and they were just astonished by how the practitioner could just know certain things. And they were like, "I just met this person. How how would they know that? You know how would how would they know that?" I've been feeling this way. I mean, I didn't tell them a word, you know? So that made me think, oh, okay, there definitely could be something to it. There could be. Now, I know people are going to be curious. So I have to ask with the colors and we could Google this, but you're here. So I'm going to ask with the colors, do people wear that color or does that make them more sensitive when they wear that coat? Those, those associated colors with the chakras. When you wear those colors, when you bring that color directly into your energy, it benefits you because mm. like you have your chakras that run down the center of the body, your chakras are actually connected to layers of your auric field as well. Uh, so when you have that, for instance, I now have orange hair and it orange red all the way down. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> so having my hair like this, I've noticed over the last, since I got it done the last two weeks, I've been a lot more passionate. Mm. It makes me more fiery. It makes me more willing to speak what I need to speak, feel confident in what I need to speak, and not doubt myself, you know. Um, and people are like, oh, you you fiery this week. I guess I'm fine. It's got to be the hair. <laughs> 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 the hair is matching the energy you're you wanting to bring to the that you how you yeah. want to show up. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell people all the time if you want to feel more confident, incorporate more yellow into your outfits. You know, either incorporate more yellow to feed the confidence zone, or incorporate wearing more of whatever your favorite color is. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because just like there are certain things from the physical that can assist with balancing of the chakras, the chakra is still an energetic source. So intention is very important as well, just like along with affirmations. The intention behind everything that you do is very helpful. So even if you don't have any yellow in your closet, that's fine. Eat something yellow. Drink something, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Put grab a yellow highlighter, a yellow pen, stick it in your pocket, carry it with you. Like there's little ways that you can bring the yellow in. Um, even if you do it via your imagination, I tell people all the time in this walk, you have to allow yourself to tap back into a bit of a childlike state because when you were children, there are certain things that you could see or be around. And you just embrace it for what it is. You know, you don't sit there and logically think your way out of it and say, I'm too grown for this type. Because in the end, the spiritual realm doesn't run like the world does. It's a very creative realm. It's not boxed off. It's, you know, it flows like fluid. 
you know, it mm-hmm. looks like water. So if you can allow yourself to tap into a childlike state, then you can do things like, oh, you're driving past the big yellow sign, just taking a deep breath and imagine all that yellow coming to you. And imagine that yellow going straight into your solar plexus and see yourself absorb, you know, but it takes a certain level of being okay with being vulnerable emotionally for that, trusting that that's working for you when you do that, you know, Mm -hmm. and the spiritual journey is not always easy for everybody because it forces you to have to do things that you were trained to not do anymore. Mm, Like what, for example? For instance, a lot of the time, um, there's some people are like, don't necessarily trust what you see. Trust what I say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. I, and you're telling me not to believe myself, what I saw and trust what you're telling me. That kind of stuff right there um, is what can cause a third eye blockage. And that kind of stuff can come from you being confused and and not trusting, you know, trusting what you saw and believing what somebody else told you. So trusting of mm-hmm. yourself and what you feel is very important when it comes yes. to dealing with your chakras because you're going you're you're going into your own body and you're feeling your way to certain things. And then I'm there to help assist you with releasing the energy that's connected to that situation. Mm-hmm. So that when you think about it moving forward, you can do it without amping up again. Yeah. I'm really glad that you you mentioned, you know, um, situations in which people, whether from childhood or as they through adolescence and into adulthood where they're basically um I don't want to say like engineered but more like they're in situations in which they're being told like nope you're do what I think versus what you're seeing don't trust your intuition you know people experience gaslighting I know people throw that word around but it's true yeah. sometimes you know so many folks experience gaslighting whether from their parents or maybe a romantic partner even unfortunately some some friends and so I'm and I think sometimes that can also relate to if you're not trusting your intuition sometimes it makes you less likely to speak up right and so and then also sometimes to thrive in certain careers or to keep the peace in your family you just sort of have to go on about your business and maneuver in a way to keep yourself safe but that also keeps things progressing forward so a lot of folks who listen to this show are like in demanding careers and trying to figure out a way that they can protect their energy while managing careers. Some people have, have you know, family, chosen family, active in the community. When you work with people like this or come across women like this, how are, how are they typically showing up in the balance, especially around around with Black women and women of color? Like, it seems like we're just always carrying the world. You know, I like one of my favorite quotes, as a matter of fact, from Zora Neale Hurston's Their Eyes of Watching God was the woman is the, the black woman is the mule of the world. And I read that in 10th or 11th grade and felt that with my very soul. Right. It's like always carrying something. And, and also with that role, sometimes it's speaking out, but also sometimes you having to swallow some pills you really don't want to swallow. What would you say 
to, you know, to, to women who are finding themselves out of balance energetically and what can they do to get themselves back into alignment? One, um, I would like to let them know, congratulations for even recognizing, wow, I'm feeling some things. I'm knowing that I'm out of balance and I want to know what can I do to get the process going? Because honestly, that's the first step. Nothing can change until the person is actually ready for that change to take place because they're going to have to be the ones to put forth the effort, you know, for the change to actually come forth. Um, Me as a Reiki practitioner, I just come through and I basically hold your hand while you do that process and walk you through the process as well. But we tend to, as women, like you're saying, hold so much spiritually so congratulations on being ready to do that and to figure out what's the first thing that you want to attack. Um, and then maybe just make a list of those things that, you know, are going on or that you're feeling in your body that you're not really enjoying, that you're kind of sick of feeling, that you, you know, are willing to begin to address one thing at a time. Because there's going to be a whole bunch of things that come up and you're going to want to deal with all of it at one time. And when things start to get uncomfortable, you're going to be ready to quit, you know, because you're building new muscles. Once you get into the gym, you got to go through that growing process. You have to go through a pruning process and you want to know the areas of your life that you want to prune, the areas that you want to change. Um, Because then when you choose those areas that you want to change, it's a little easier to put forth the energy to do so. And then once you get some tools from the ones that you desire to change, then that's when you can start going forth into things that are a little rougher, but you have tools. You got a backpack on this journey, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not going to on a hike and you don't know how to survive if something happens. So um, Giving the tools and gaining the tools is going to be a beautiful thing. Finding now, I know that I need to balance my chakras. What am I drawn to? How would I like to go about that process? Would I prefer changing the way that I eat and taking in more of the colors via food? Would I like mm-hmm. to start taking in those colors micronutrient wise? Um, do I want to do yoga? That yoga was my latest next step of tools that I needed to have in my on my personal journey. So just finding the things that you're drawn to and then, you know, gracefully adding them into your daily routine is how yeah. you know, that's it's a great way to address it, you know, figuring out what is it that you want to do, figuring out what things do you feel safe enough to do. You know, it's cuz you're going to have to find which modality um or process you would like to take to begin the healing journey. So what it is, some people, they prefer to go to church. Maybe that's their safe space. Going up, going to church and being prayed for by the pastors and the ministers. Do you know what they do when they pray for you? They lay their hands on you. That's all I'm gonna do too. That's what Reiki, <laughs> Reiki, that's how, that's how I explain it to people in the church. Reiki is, an extended amount of laying on of hands. I'm not going to just touch you one at a time, open that chakra and then send you away. I think that that's a little dangerous spiritually, honestly, because mm-hmm. then you get in there and they open opened you up to something and you don't know necessarily how to address it. You don't know how to maintain it, you know? 
And now you have to learn how to walk in this new way with no tools. Mm -hmm. But I I come at it, Reiki is the gentle way, you know, Um, but you still get to the same goal, you know, in the end, you can still be healed from something. You can still release something. Um, I like to tell people all the time when you are beginning to release these things that no longer serve you, please make sure that you choose what you want to come in. Mm. don't choose what you want then you leave yourself open and susceptible to whatever the world's gonna bring you and you may not yes let's be intentional that's what i'm saying intention is everything you want to have the intention for what do i want to get rid of okay and then after i get rid of that what do i want to replace it with like a remodel of your home of your home (laughs) yeah and your body is a vessel. This this yeah. is our home. <laughs> get rid of those old pictures. Get rid of those old clothes and old shoes and old furniture because you're getting ready to remodel. You're getting ready to bring in some new stuff and it's going to be bright and it's going to be airy and it's going to be fun and loving. And, you know, in the end, it's a self-love journey. You are the temple of a whole God. Take care of yourself. Treat yourself like it's a God inside of there that loves you. <laughs> you know, that's jealous when you don't pay no attention because <laughs> that's what the Bible talks about God being a jealous God depending on somebody's walk in the Christ- because that's my foundation Christianity mm-hmm. um, I don't necessarily call myself a Christian however I still very much am foundationally that's mm-hmm. my foundation and everything that of who I am is built on that foundation girl and when God told me that hello <laughs> that's kind of how it came to me too. That's why I love my relationship with the Lord because I can't, I'm so, it's real. It's real for me and it's real for how I move. Um, and it's radical for others, but everybody's relationship should be built on what works for them. Be yourself mm-hmm. in your growth, you know. Um, and that but- seems to be the first step that that self-discovery, whether a person has a has a faith, practice or faith walk or whether, you know, whatever, whatever their journey might be. And it's, it's all, it's all rooted in that, in that self-discovery and also making sure they're checking in with themselves. So they know what they actually need to get whole and then seeking out assistance of others if they don't know what to do, because that's why resources are available. And so you mentioned that one of your latest resources for yourself is yoga. What led you to start delving into that after being a Reiki practitioner? Because God told me to. <laughs> Girl, I'm so sincere. When I say God was like, it's time for your physical to be able to house your spiritual. And remember, I was telling you some people can be spiritually top heavy. Like, you can't tell me who I am spiritually at all. However, could you tell in my walk? who I am and how I look, you know, does my physical project the God in me? You know, um, does it show, how does my physical project my relationship with the God in me, Mm -hmm. the relationship with myself? Um, 
And I mean, it's the forever growing journey because as you're dealing with things and releasing things, you know, the body releases toxins. Sometimes you grow. When I tell you on this journey, I've had pink eye and both eyes at the same time mm. because third eye was that cr- cruddy. <laughs> After I had a session, I literally like there's going to be a physical manifestation for anything spiritual that happens. So when you have a Reiki session, for me, if I'm dealing with somebody that's never had a session before, I do let that person know and any Reiki practitioner should let that person know that they may experience some what's called ascension symptoms. Hmm. Could be allergies. Some people get the runny nose. You know, some people cough. Um, some people sweat. I mean, however, it's you're going to it's going to show in the physical side. Kind of release. So some sort of release is going to be happening. Because if it doesn't release in the physical, it didn't release in the spiritual. Mm. The balance. There is a balance that has to be maintained. So I always tell people that and I tell them to drink a lot of water because that helps the body flush itself. Um, I even give Reiki water with the person as they leave so that way they can continue having the energy of Reiki with them in their you know, so they don't just get one session um, because Reiki is, it's a healing medicine. So if you've been prescribed three sessions of Reiki and you, even though you're feeling better after the first one, doesn't mean don't finish your antibiotic. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do your sessions. And the more sessions you do, the better you begin to feel. My goal as a practitioner, when people do sessions with me, I don't necessarily want you to rely on me as a practitioner. It is my job to, one, help you get to a place where you're feeling good at balance and then give you the tools for you to maintain it. So that way you yourself, you know, I don't want you to, I don't want to be the church that you come to to hear me preach every Sunday. At some point, you need to be listening to God throughout Monday through, you know, on your own you have to grow your relationship with your own works i'm just a you know a stopping point how you doing i'm an accountability partner how can i help you what can i do to assist you maybe you could try this maybe you can try this because things that do work for me and me balancing my particular chakras it may not necessarily work for you until mm-hmm. you try it. so it's a process it's a growing process you're going to try different things and say, okay, this really resonated with me. I'm going to keep this one. That one, it did okay, but I feel like I could do something else that could really help me a lot more. So that's how yoga kind of came to me. Spirit was like, okay, it's time for your physical to match your spiritual. You need to be able to have more strength within your body. Um, because I'm a very much a prayer warrior at heart. I do not do bullies in real life. I do not. I used to be bullied. So when I say I'm very protective of my energy, (laughs) I'm very protective of um, those that I care about. And I give that information to those that I deal with, because a lot of the time, the people that I work with are ones that are very energetically sensitive and go through a whole lot emotionally that people don't necessarily see. But that person is feeling you know, mm. in their- so they're taking it on. They're taking it on. Right. Right. So um, Reiki, me and Reiki, I come through and I help 
like hold your hand. So let's, for instance, say we're doing what's called a cord cutting ceremony. You feel like you're emotionally attached to somebody and you're just ready to completely disconnect. So take you through a process where you're laying down, you close your eyes, and then I'm going to ask you to find the cord spiritually with your spiritual eye that's connected to that person. And then I'm going to sit with you as that comes to you. You know what I'm saying? Because you'll visually see it. And then we're going to go through a process of disconnecting that cord. When you disconnect, I like to take it through where everything is done in love. Mm. Because God is love. You don't necessarily have to deal with everybody, but it doesn't mean that just because we're not dealing with each other, it doesn't mean that it has to be an aggression. You know what I'm saying? So you cut the cord and we send the cord back with love. So that person, you guys, you're not necessarily feeling because a lot of sensitive people feel other people's stuff. And once you're not able to decipher this as this is something that I should be addressing because it's mine versus I'm feeling something because of somebody else, then if you can't determine the difference, then that other person's stuff becomes yours. And now you have to process it because you can't pour ink into water and then go pick it up. Mm -hmm. Once in there, it's in there. Once you've set yourself to take it as yours, because you couldn't decipher it as anything else. So at that some point, you're just going to feel like it's me. And at that point, it's all yours. And now you got to process it. So first, I end up doing, I am basically, that's my spiritual niche is protection. I deal with a lot of people that are what they call themselves to be an empath. Ah. Um, and I was empath for a long time. I've transitioned myself to be empathy. <laughs> so they <laughs> they're very different. They're very yeah. different. Yeah, yes, they they are. They're very different. Um and that was another thing that my journey has led me to. I sit with myself and I connect with spirit within myself and this is how things have come to me and as it comes to me then I do my research and then it's like a confirmation that has come to me. So a lot of the stuff that I know is because of me and my walk and me actually taking the time to pray and ask God for the things that I want and then meditate, sit and wait for the answer. There's a lot of people out here praying. Nobody wants to meditate. <laughs> so, and those are different. It, 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 it's, now, but prayer is a form of meditation. Like, let, let, let's talk about that because I know sometimes, yes, I can, I can pray all day, but, you know, meditation, just sitting there. You're just like, ugh, I could be getting so many things off my to-do list. And I have other friends where I, I'm new to yoga too. I, I just got into yoga, probably think, you know, I think my listeners here thought my, my bestie got me a, a gift to the yoga studio that I go to. And I'm usually not, but once again, just similar to you, you know, I think I'm just in a place in my life where it's being called in and I, and I need to do it. And so for those people who may see meditation as boring or I could be doing other things with my time and I'm mostly talking about me because that used to be me. What what would you say the difference is? Because you're right. There's some people who are prayer warriors or whatever their faith walk is. They don't mind, you know, doing what they need to do, whether they're going to church, Shabbat services, the mosque, whatever, or, you know, sitting in nature. But meditation, they're like, um, I could have done the laundry. 
I could have made some phone calls. I could have. Let, 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 let's let's dig into that. Let's what's the difference here? So the meditation aspect of the and there's a variety of different forms of meditation. So it's about finding the meditation that works for you. So meditation is that time where you are intentional about either quieting the mind or listening for a specific response to maybe a question that sent you into meditation because you can meditate for specific things. So um, I'm not one that does great. I can't, I kind of trained myself to be able to meditate in quiet. However, that's not my favorite version. It really is because what's called clear audience, I can hear spiritual conversations or, you know, or, you know, you need to do that. Remember that person doing this, that, you know, just all that stuff coming up, and it's like I'm trying to hear. <laughs> I'm trying to hear mm-hmm. something in particular. <laughs> so, I found that yoga is my meditation in motion. Yeah, I can I can relate to that. I can relate to that too. Meditation in motion, and whatever the motion may be. Some people like to cycle. Some people like to row boat. <laughs> you know, um, some people like to swim. It's a place where you can allow yourself to go into a zone, but you go into that zone intentionally. And then you ask, whether it be your spirit guide or you ask, you know, whoever your source is, you ask your source to respond to you during that time because there'll be a time where you have to put so much focus on the physical. That's when the spiritual can flow without our ego interrupting. I I love what you said there because I think that idea of meditation and motion is, I think that that really will give so many people permission to know that they don't just have to sit in quiet. Like they're, they can, they can talk walk. They can, yeah. can find this release in a way that's not just sitting quietly with their legs crossed, you know, saying, oh, you know, that sort of stereotypical image. I think that most people think um, when they think of meditation, I think that is going to just be so, I mean, it is for me even just hearing it, but it makes sense because going for a walk, listening to, you know, walking in nature, sometimes so many things are revealed. Like how many times have we heard either from ourselves just checking in or just talking to friends like, oh, I had this problem, but I took a walk and all of a sudden I knew exactly what to do. I mean, how many times have we heard things like that? Yeah. Tell me what's your, what's your Zodiac sign? <laughs> I am a Sagittarius, but I'm on the cusp of Scorpio. Okay, so you like hot baths. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing because there's a cartoon that shows like a lady, I guess, turned on the shower and the husband said, hasn't seen the flames. He was like, I see you like your shower on hell. Yes. Yes. Like the flames coming out of the... Yes. (laughs) Yes. What made you ask that? I see me. I like to ask people their birthday because then it gives me a simple kind of foundation of based on their zodiac sign of kind of how they operate. A lot of Mm -hmm. zodiacs, they have a lot of foundational traits, similarity. Everybody is different, vastly different, but just because birth charts are so diversely put together. But it's your sun sign, you know, being on the cusp of a water sign. A fi- I mean, Sagittarius is a fire sign and Scorpio is a water sign. You put those two together, you're either going to be the best hot tub experience or you're going to be like 
boiling water, depending on how that person has treated you. Mm-hmm. So you either be very pleasant to be around or you're going to run them off. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, understanding of people. Um, but I asked that as well because then it could help me give you some ways to meditate. You might do well sitting and looking at a flame. Just watch the flame dance. That's a form of meditation. And it's a beautiful experience. You could watch um, the incense smoke. That's a form of meditation as well. You could listen to rain or listen to flowing water. Those are the different aspects of astrology that help you know who you are, the -hmm. temple that God lives in. Begin to understand the God in you, you know, based on the day that you were born and energy and things of that nature. So that's why I like to kind of throw it all together because I could help you just knowing your birthday. I don't have to do on you at all. I don't have to lay hands at all. I can just give you tips for you to try, you know, so now you've got a whole bunch of different versions of meditation. You can try out and see which ones you like. (laughs) You know, I love that. I appreciate that. And you know what, Jasmine? It was so funny. A couple of months ago, you know how during the holiday season, they always have that um, static uh, burning log that comes on TV during the holiday season. Well, apparently... We have that on. Oh, you like that one too? (laughs) So apparently they have that on Netflix, Netflix and Hulu, where you can just watch the burning log. And one day, I don't know what, I don't know what possessed me, but I said, let me find a burning log and look at it. I don't know what possessed me. And I just sat there and looked at my screen. Uh, It was not the holiday season. And I really, frankly, the holiday season, I really don't even get into that. So it was so strange because I don't even do that, you know, during the typical holiday months. So I was like, it's spring. Why am I looking at a burning log? But it was very soothing. I was like, oh, I see why people like this. Yes. I was like, this is this is very soothing to me right now. And it was there was nothing wrong. I just it just popped in my head and I sat there and watched it for about five, ten minutes. And I was like, hmm, I get it. Yep, yep. It's it's a whole moment. It really is. You know, sometimes when you're even if you are feeling overwhelmed, you know, just watching something like that is a pleasant distraction to kind of allow the mind to relax itself. So that way you can come back to what you're doing. There's so many people where their schedules are just so hectic and they're like, mm-hmm. I don't even have five minutes to myself, you know, but that's a way to be able to take five minutes and just kind of nourish yourself really quick. There's a lot of little ways that you can, you know, assist yourself with feeling better and balancing the chakras and things to that nature, because that is a frequency help, mm-hmm. you know, crackling and everything is very soothing, you know, to, it can be to somebody who, for instance, say somebody schizophrenic, they tend to hear a lot. They tend to see a lot. That could be a pleasant distraction sound from them hearing everything that they normally hear. Mm-hmm. So that allows their body to get to a state of being able to relax. Um, and that's what Reiki does as well. Reiki helps the body get to a place where it's relaxed enough to heal itself. You mentioned something around uh, folks with very busy schedules and how something as simple as watching crackling or listening to rain. What are some other simple steps that, that folks can incorporate into their busy schedules as they're on a journey to you know, to, to mental wellness. You could write down three to five things that you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Uplifting. You can write down three to five things that you just really want to get rid of in life. That's releasing. 
Um, I tell people a lot, writing is, is big. If you can't say what you need to say and you're very, and you're in an uproar about it, write. Because writing releases the energy as if having a conversation with somebody. But it also creates the safest space for you because nobody can see it but you. So mm-hmm. write the good one. Um, writing to release, writing for affirmations, um, speaking affirmations. You can listen to affirmations. There's so many different types of YouTubes that you can pull up with positive affirmations. I tell people, if you like to dance, dance. Sometimes you just need a moment to lay it out. (laughs) Turn on your favorite song and have at it, you know? For those that tend to be a little more aggressive by nature, I tell them to, you can go on down to Charlotte and go to the House of Purge. You can pay them $45 and they will suit you up and allow you to go into a room and tear things up. Oh, is that one of those rage rooms? It's a rage room. Oh my God. Those are wild, but it helps people get their aggression out. That's that's an area. I'm big on people having areas to safely be the vast person that they are. So there are different aspects of who you are. So you have to have safe areas to channel that. So if there's somebody that's full of rage, until they can get to a place where they don't feel like they have to rage, go channel it in an area that's safe. I used to go to the park and pick up sticks and hit the ground. You know, that allows you honestly to put the energy right back into the earth, which the earth transmutes it back to positive. So release it in areas where it's beneficial for you. Release it in areas where you're not hurting yourself, you know, because it's about doing everything, but doing it safe and not doing anything toxic. Don't go out there and snort no cocaine. Don't don't do that. Go take your pillow and wear your bed out. There's <laughs> pillow time with yourself. Yeah, there's ways to be able to release the energy in that moment. And if that's too much, I have, you know, ways that there's another dynamic called EFT. It's called the emotional freedom technique. And it's where you tap certain pressure points, you know, meridians on the body to release energy in the body. So if you're having a moment where you're worked up, I tell people all the time, this is called a karate chop point. Tap it. Tap Mm -hmm. it on this side. And for those who are listening, that's tapping the outside of your hand. Uh-huh. You're tapping the outside of your hand, right? Oh, right here. You tap right there just like that. And whether you're doing it for something intentional or you just do it to do it, even if you do it for no reason at all, you'll feel your body begin to kind of relax. You'll feel the energy begin to release. I always feel it go out through my feet, but everybody else will feel it differently. You might just sure. need to might just help you take a deep breath where you can just exhale it out through the mouth. Um, but those, you know, different modalities and ways to be able to balance yourself and get yourself where you need to be safely is really what it's all about. So yeah, for the aggressive people, go to a rage room, go to a park, pick up a big stick and, and whack the ground, take your pillow, beat your bed up, you know, don't beat somebody else up though. Don't beat yourself up. You know. <laughs> But find ways to do what you need to do. Some people can need to do kickboxing. Some people might need to, um, you know, and that's a way where you can learn to release the energy, but do it in a safe manner, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, some, one of the senses that I see that keeps coming up time and time again is the sense of sound. And I would love to hear more about 
um, you know, your journey with sound bath and how you've seen it as a, as a healing practice in, 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 in your work. So, um, I am big on working with crystals as well as, uh, frequencies. So today I have here, this is what's called a crystal quartz sound bowl. So when I play this bowl, not only do you get the benefit of crystal quartz, which is heightening of the intuition, um, clarity, mental clarity, it helps to relax the mind as well. Um, you get that from the actual crystal itself. And then the frequency, it has a specific frequency for the crown shop or this one in particular. Um, so when I play it, that's what it's going to do. It's going to go in, in frequency wise and deal with the molecular structure of your crown chakra. Water is very sensitive. I tell people, and we are mainly water as beings. So the way that the frequency helps the body is, have you ever walked past or tapped the table that has a glass of water and you see the ripple across the surface? That's what happens energetically. This cleanses the water in your body and balances the water in your body to the energy of this frequency. Oh, wow. Because we were, we're, we were made up primarily of water. So that, to- that makes sense. Right. So that's the way that I'm able to best explain it. So that way there's an understanding of how to put the spiritual, how it actually works. So everything has its own vibration. I mean, everything down to the molecular structure, everything has a vibration where it's, whether it's a door, um, a drink, uh, an animal, everything, a plant, it all has its own vibration and its own frequency. So this particular item carries the frequency for the crown chakra as well as the frequency of the benefit of the white crystal quartz. If you would like to hear it. Yes, I certainly would. I don't want it to be too loud. Let me know if you can hear this one. Okay. Breath. Living the love. Allow this sound. Take one more deep breath in and exhale. Thank you so much. Now, with Eva, so is this something that you do every single day? Or is this like for your own personal use? Is this something that you incorporate when you're working with your with your Reiki um, clients? I do use them for myself. I like to sit and play the one bowl or I will set them up around myself and I can play multiple bowls at one time. Um, and that will allow me to, you know, just kind of cleanse my own auric field and kind of cleanse the energy, you know, the building around me because it does get so loud that you, it can be heard in multiple areas. Right. Um, so that is, um, one of the ways that it has been helpful for me personally. Um, so yeah, I can do that, set them up that way or just play the bowl by myself. Um, I mean by itself. Um, but as far as I don't do it every day, I don't feel like it's necessary every day for me. I do what I feel like I'm called to for that particular day. So some mm-hmm. days it's just like, hey, you need to put this particular crystal and carry it in your pocket. Um, or today I do a lot of water work. So mm-hmm. I do a lot of talking to my water before I drink it or writing on my cups. <laughs> because like everything has its own vibration. So does words and positive words too can affect 
the water within the body as well. So, and that's a whole girl, that's going to be a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. Yeah, no, no, listen, it sounds like it. And let me mm-hmm. ask you this, because water work, I, that's, that makes sense to me, just, you know, logically speaking, but I imagine as people are delving deeper into their movement or spiritual practice, um, incorporating more energy work um, in different ways, they may get pushback or sh- questions from family and friends. Oh, Did yes. Did you experience that when you were sort of, when you were starting to yes. expand how you were <laughs> moving in the world and trying to, to make your mental wellness and self-care priority? What did that look like for you? Um, for me, it was because I am totally Christ- foundationally Christian. It rocked a lot of boats of the people that I'm connected with. Uh, so on my journey, I had to grow to realize that this is my journey. This is how, you know, spirit has explained it to me. I have you on a specific journey. And I'm taking you through specific things. And there's new, there's things that you have to learn. Mm-hmm. So um, there are some people that do not have the best of intentions, like, and that's anywhere, no matter where you go. So it, with anything that you do, I always tell people, make sure that you're drawn, like you feel good in your heart space with anybody that you do any type of energy work with. Um, and that's the same with before you let a pastor lay hands on you, make sure that you're comfortable with his energy, period. You oh. know, you may not want to hug cousin such and such. Because his energy doesn't feel right. So, you know, mm-hmm. honor those things that you feel and and don't take on anything that doesn't feel comfortable. Um, and grow in trusting that, you know, grow energetically and spiritually and intuitively in trusting what you feel in your body and find the different um, modalities that assist you in basically just really being your best self. But what does that look like for people who may be people pleasers or folks who are so used to easing the tension because they have felt the energy of others who are uncomfortable with this, with them diving into taking care of themselves in a different way? Well, you have to get very comfortable in your skin and you also have to understand that you cannot make everybody happy. Um, And then you have to ask yourself, what is more important? you being obedient to what God is asking of you or you being obedient to what everybody else um, is thinking around you. There was a lot of things that I I had as a people pleaser, a journey for a people pleaser is learning to be okay with no, learning to be okay with they're not happy with me and that's okay because everybody's entitled to their feelings. Everybody's going to feel what they feel and it's not okay for me to tell you that what you're feeling is not true. Who am I to say that? You know, or I'm not feeling what you feel in your body. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't feel what you feel based on the thought process that you have. So trusting yourself and knowing that it's okay regardless, they'll be okay regardless. Your steps are ordered and ordained by God and it's going to be okay. It's going to be a growing process. It's going to be uncomfortable for them. It's going to be uncomfortable for those they're in contact with because you are creating a new, you know. So with transition, some things have to die off. Um, 
like with plants, there's leaves that die off and you have mm-hmm. to prune those leaves, remove that old leaf. Um, it was a part of it. It helped be a part of what it was till it got to a certain point, but it's no longer their seasons. So embrace the fact that this is a season, you know, it's not going to be forever. Take it a day at a Sometimes take it a second at a time. Don't look too far ahead. Don't look too far back because that's where you start really getting jacked up. <laughs> because both of those too far ahead will give you anxiety, too far back will give you anxiety. So remaining present, remain present, remain as positive as you possibly can. Um, and know that this too shall pass. You know, everybody's going to be okay, even if it's uncomfortable right now. But don't and walk comfortable in your for the sake of trying to make other people happy. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. And so in, in folks taking steps to protect the energy around them, what, what tip would you give them in addition to being okay with saying no, with making sure they're staying present? What, what other tips could you offer folks who are saying like, you know what, I know I need to make a change. Could they say, I, could, I should do these one, two things to make sure I'm protecting this bubble around me? One thing is definitely know that the bubble is there. Know that the strength of the bubble is up to you. So if you know that that bubble is there, one, if the bubble isn't there, grow the bubble out from your belly. See it in your mind's eye and make it big enough to surround you. So that way that you know that that bubble's there and then have the intention set for this bubble is protecting me from this, is protecting me from this. You know, and put those things in place. You're creating the emotional securities that you need for yourself to know that I'm safe. I'm secure. I'm protected. And that no matter what, I'm safe. I'm secure. No matter what I encounter, even though this may look hectic right now in this moment, I'm safe. I'm secure. You know, I'm protected. You know, those are things that I always tell myself because I never always felt that way. So mm-hmm. it was important to create the securities in uh, for doing those things for myself. So those mm-hmm. are the tips that I can give that I use for myself and hope that they help somebody else. Oh, that's great. And continue down this path of protecting oneself. And I introduced this concept of like the bubble because in my mind, I'm thinking like, oh, if you're protecting yourself, you're, it's almost like, you know, we always remember like bubble boy protected from germs and all those things, right? <laughs> So as we have this bubble around us, but we also want to make sure that we are building community. Are there spaces or communities that you've been a part of or that you'd recommend um, that women so they can explore some of these practices together? Whether it's sound baths, whether it's, of course, yoga, you know, if we didn't go to yoga studios or, or just make sure they're being intentional about that energy protection. Any spaces or communities that you would recommend or have been a part of that really helped you? I was a part of a lot of spaces. Honestly, it's something that I'm not really connected to at this time. It's more of a desire of my heart to assist in creating a space like that. Um, The ones that I've personally been connected to um, were very church-like as far as there was a lot of people that were more so pushing their weight energetically and being, you can be abusive energetically. Um, mm-hmm. You can throw fiery darts with um, a thought, a look, um, a negative intention. Um, 
And I found that it they weren't safe spaces for me. There was still a lot of things that um, I think were misunderstood personally. Um, and because of my walk looking different than theirs, I was almost like not a part of. They made it a competition, an unnecessary competition where mm. I, that doesn't create a safe space for somebody to grow. So um, I can't say that I'm connected to a community. A lot of my clients are out of state. I deal with them on Zoom. <laughs> so that's something that I would love to be a part of uh, assisting and growing where it can be a safe space where everybody can come with their spiritual gifts and know that what you bring to the table is what you bring to the table. What they bring to the table is what they bring. And they're not better than you. They're different than you. They operate in a different part uh, of the energetic body of growth. And it's okay. And we don't have to fight each other and say that my way is the only right way or their way is the only right way. But let's bring, okay, well, this way that I bring to the table works way that you bring to the table works and now we can create this big massive movement that is you know helping people on a wide scale i'm so glad you mentioned this sort of community that you want to be a part of and you just putting it out there you never know who's going to listen to this right you know and want to get in touch with you because yeah my next question was actually going to be like what did that community look like to you which you you know clearly explained and it sounds like really one of a collaborative open-minded space and so Hey, listen, you're putting it out there. So who knows? It's going to come. <laughs> yes, it is going to come. Now, before we go, there is a quote by Jean Bolin that is my favorite quote. And it is, when you discover something that nourishes your soul and brings you joy, care enough about yourself to make room for it in your life. What nourishes your soul so much that you absolutely create space for it? Girl, when I say I'm crazy about my relationship with God, mm. space for it every day. I make space to communicate. I make space to listen and in little ways. You know, I make space to be grateful. I Like today, I was driving down the freeway and the way that the clouds were set up was just so magnetic. So those are areas where I choose to see God outside the box and how beautiful that is. And I took a moment to bring in the blue into my throat, you know, and because I saw it as something so beautiful. So I was like, oh my goodness, since this is blue and it's so beautiful, if I bring it in, then I make sure that I have that kind of energy to give as I speak. Because with me, I'm a Virgo sun, but I'm an Aquarius moon. Aquarius energy is what the Zodiac calls a water bear. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to bear bad water. So I made sure that I take in the energy of something so beautiful. So that way I have something, you know, I want to be able to speak something so beautiful over somebody else, you know, so that way people can experience God, even in the little things, I want to be a person, you know, outside of my relationship, I want to be a person that somebody comes in co contact with every single day and was like, God's in their life. Like if I've ever encountered God, I probably just encountered God for that person because I'm that serious about my walk. When I say I'm not here to force my truth, I'm going to walk 
And either you're going to have a thirst for God because of how you see my walk, or you're going to just, you'll, it, something's going to draw you to your healing journey. And that is my goal for somebody to be encouraged to be a better them because of something that they may have seen me do. And really, in the end, I am really about making sure that, girl, God gets the glory. <laughs> God gets the glory and all of it. When I do Reiki, it is not me. I'm a vessel. The energy, the way that all moves, the God in me is connected to the God in you. And then creating a healing because where two or three gather, the energy of healing is in the mist. It's, it's known. So that's important to me to make sure that I'm not, taking on or entertaining anything that messes with my spiritual walk because what I take on, I regurgitate, you know? Um, and it's important for me to make sure that I'm regurgitating good healing information so people can continue to grow. I'm making sure that I'm taking in good healing information so that way I can maintain my growth because every sensei is a forever student. If you can't keep learning, like if you just feel like you're at the top of your game, honey, I'm walking away from you so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Be at the top. But if you feel like that's it, like you can't learn anything else, I'm not going to surround myself with people who can't learn something else that are not willing to grow and evolve. I mean, we do every day. We age every year. We have a death and rebirth every single year. If you want to take it serious, we have one every single night. And you can be a very different person when you wake up than who you were when you went to sleep. So it's a very intentional for me to make sure when I wake up that I maintain the energy that makes me feel good in my temple to know that the God in me is happy <laughs> as much as possible. <laughs> I love that. And other books do you have, resources, classes, anything that you would recommend to folks who are interested in either Reiki or sound baths or just starting to incorporate more meditation in their life as a, as a way to um, start their own self-care journey or a uh, path to, to uh, mental wellness? A great path to mental wellness. Well, I'll always say you can definitely reach out to me. Um, I am the owner of Reiki Majestically. And that name incorporates Reiki into it because I have the life force energy rolling through me and I want to do it majestically, which is with a high level of dignity. So that is my overall goal when I help anybody. So you can very well come to me, but if you're not drawn to me, because I want you to be drawn to my energy, because when I say we're going to tap in, we're going to get in there and we're going to handle it, we're going to handle it. But if you're not ready, don't come this way because... You're just going to put yourself in a situation that's going to end up hurting you later because you're not ready for it. So there's YouTube. There's tons of YouTubes. There's so much on Google. Um, chakra balancing. You can Google how to balance my chakras. Um, what colors can I wear to, you know, help me feel better? What sounds will, you know, be uplifting? Listen to positive affirmations. You can listen to them throughout the day while you're driving to work. You can listen to them as you go to bed. Um, yoga, if not yoga. For those that don't like the term yoga, stretch. <laughs> stretch because there's a lot of energy housed in the muscles in general. So just stretching allows that energy to move itself. So write, stretch, walk, move, uh, meditate. But most and foremost, uh, definitely lift yourself up. Stay as positive as possible and look 
for as many ways as you can to maintain your positive energy. Fight for it at all costs because you matter. You know, a lot of people don't realize that they really matter and that you're, they're important, you know. So this is a reminder. You are important. You are loved. You are appreciated. You are needed. You know, I'm always available. I don't ever mind doing consultations. I do healing parties. I do oh. baths. I do sound baths for those that are taking a bath. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And I and I can say, you know, I had an opportunity <laughs> to experience a yoga class uh, and you were doing the sound baths. And that was my first experience ever in life with sound baths. And I wasn't sure if I would like it. And it just, you know, was such a transcending, transcendent moment, I would say, because it was a restore yoga class, which is my favorite type of yoga at this part of my life. And I just was like, this was just the cherry on the top. It, it, it truly was. I mean, deep appreciation for, for that experience for you and that yoga teacher. I just was like, huh, I'm going into the work week. Just welcome on cloud nine. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I love the sound baths. And that particular day, I incorporated rain sounds as well. Mm-hmm. So you've had a whole bunch of just relaxing energy. So you could have gone to sleep and snored through the whole class and nobody would have been even bothered by it. Because in the end, the goal is to get you to a place where you're so relaxed because the world that we live in, we're just, it's high anxiety all the time. So yeah. being able to offer that space like that. And you know what? I think I did fall asleep in that class. And I need <laughs> Love it. Yes, well, Jazz, well, Jasmine, um, it was such a pleasure chatting with you on uh, today's episode and the light that you want to be. I mean, that is clearly evidenced by your name, Jasmine Golden. So thank you so much for being a light with me on this day. Uh, much appreciation to you. Yes, thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. And guess what? I have something special in the works for April 27th, 2024. That's right, of this year. So go ahead, save the date. Joyfully Black is going to be having another in-person event in partnership with another dynamic organization. I cannot wait to announce the details. So stay tuned and uh, stay posted to IG, social media, and your inbox for more details. Hey there, lovely listeners. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Joyfully Black. I hope that you're enjoying our content as much as we love creating it for you. So if today's episode has resonated with you or you find it valuable, please do us a favor and hit that subscribe button. It ensures that you never miss an episode and helps us reach more listeners like you. So if you've got a friend who'd love what we're talking about today, don't keep it a secret. Sharing is caring after all. Send them a link and spread the word. And last but not least, we truly value your thoughts and feedback. Whether it's a topic you'd like us to cover or thoughts on today's discussion, drop a comment or send us a message on joyfullyblk.com or on Instagram. Your voice matters and it really helps shape the future of our show. Remember, this podcast grows and thrives because of listeners like you. So subscribe, share, and speak up. Until next time, stay in the black, y'all.